We are glad that you joined us today. God wants to do so much for you and through you, and we want to hear about it. If you've been impacted by Fuel Church, share your story with us by emailing mystory at thefuelchurch.com. And to learn more about our worship experiences, visit our website at www.thefuelchurch.com. Thanks again for joining us. We hope you enjoy today's message. Well, hey, take those hands and let's give honor to my mom, Mama B, Joyce Burgai. Come on as she comes. Come on, Mama. And my wife, the mother of my three kids, Tara. Come on, give it up for her as she comes. Love you, Mama. Happy Mother's Day. I kiss my mom on the lips. I love her that much. Love you. All right, all right. We're going to have a good time. We're going to have a good time. I, we, we, we were prepping for today and said, man, I, I, you know, they, don't, they hear me every week talk. And uh, mom, mom doesn't like to be up here, by the way. And uh, so I had to force her. But um, mom. Overtime. Overtime, yeah. So here, here's the deal. On paper, I'm both of their bosses. On paper. But how many know in real life that's not true? They running the show. Mama B's been running the show for 27 years in this house, and uh, I'm just so blessed to have both of them up here. They have so much wisdom, and uh, we wanted to just take a few moments for you to hear from their hearts. Um, they're two mothers represented in this house and spiritual moms to many people in here. Uh, Mom, for many years, ha- has been a voice to the ladies of this congregation, and um, she is a mother of three uh, handsome young men, um, and one of them's her favorite. I'm just going to get this out there right now. If at any time during our talk my mic goes out, it's because the second favorite son is controlling everything back there. I want you to know that because I'm the favorite. She tells me every day. Thank you, Mom. The conference monitor says Isaac is number one son. Joel is number two, and Jacob is number three. Look at that. Look at that. (laughs) That's so wrong. We have That's monitors so back there, people, and, and Isaac says, Mom, don't forget to read the conference monitor. <laughs> Confident. What That's is so it? messed up. Confidence monitor. Well, we have an ongoing joke because usually for my birthday, I get around four to $500 from Mom, and the boys get around four to $5, and uh, we, never tell, uh, you know, we never tell them, do we, Mom? And uh, we have our secret shopping trips and secret uh, mama hug handshakes and with money in it. It's awesome. But don't tell the other two. And if the third son gets up here leading worship and says elsewhere, you know, it's not true. Whatever he says is not true. Um, but Jacob, just... we're in church. Quit lying. <laughs> One thing I'm not lying about, and it's this right here, folks. I brought it. I got proof. This is the real deal, Holyfield. Um, my dad crafted this with his own hands out of an oak board, um, and then the rest of it was crafted with my backside. <laughs> uh, and mom, mom thought it was cute, you know, let's put a few little Amish people with a heart in the middle. What's a heart got to do with this? You're beating the crap out of me, you know? Um, and so a few weeks ago, I preached about this, and some of you thought I was joking that, that no, this was a real thing in our house. Like, my, my brothers and I would hide this often. And uh, then, then we found out what happens when you hide the board. 
Dad, when dad can't find the board, he goes for the belt. Oh, snap. Yeah, how many got whipped with a belt? Yeah, now, I know nowadays we're like, simmer, Cody. You know, you're in timeout. You cursed out your teacher. No, you know, you get five minutes off of your little iPod. But back then, you got whooped. How many got whooped growing up? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, now we got timeout, but back then you had knocked out. Kids don't know what it is nowadays. Time at Simmer, you're off of YouTube for 5.3 seconds. I'm like, what? This thing helped me. This thing made me who I am. This in a bar of soap. Now, daddy whooped with this, but mommy punished with this. Which is worse? Who would say soap is worse? Anybody ever had soap in their mouth? You know why soap is worse? Because mom would have you bite down on it till it got in your teeth. And it was in there for hours. No matter how much you tried to get it out, it was hours. This only lasted a few seconds. The pain left, but the soap, that's how mama punished, right? Yeah. Nobody uses this anymore. They use liquid soap now. (laughs) I don't even know if they discipline anymore, mom. I don't know. I don't know, but you guys back talk me. We got the soap. Said a bad word. Actually, you tried to give me the soap last week, right? I told you in our meeting. For what I said in second service. In the meeting, in our meeting, in our meeting, I said, "Don't you ever say that again, or you're getting soap in your mouth." She did. I said, "You're not too big." That's true. That's the God's honest truth right there. But uh, just so blessed to have uh, my mom and the and the mother of my children. You know, there are a lot of things uh, to me. Uh, but one thing sticks out, and that's found in God's word in Proverbs 31, 30. It says this, a woman who fears the Lord will be greatly praised. A woman who fears the Lord. And I can honestly say that about my mom growing up. Not only did I fear this, but I feared mom because I knew mom had a relationship with the Lord. And I knew I couldn't get away with stuff. She would tell me when I was walking out, now, where are you going? Whose house are you going to? I'd tell her, now, if you're lying, you know the Holy Spirit will show me you're lying. And I mean, I can't tell you how many times I came home, and she just said, no, you weren't at that house. You were over here, and you did this, and you did that. And I said, oh, snap. (laughs) Mama talks to Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) I got to be careful with this. So um, just a a great uh, mother to us raised us in the way we should go, and we'll find out here in a moment. Um, that's the secret to being a mother is, is putting God first. But mom, you brought a few pictures uh, as you were going through this week. What did you bring? Let's, let's see these hairstyles because yep. everybody's excited uh, to see yeah. what's coming back. Everybody has Check their hairstyles. There it is, mom. Yeah, this it's coming is, back. Yeah, we were, we, were in, <laughs> we were in Tulsa here. We went to uh, Raymond Bible Training Center in Tulsa, Oklahoma. So we did that when you guys were little. And yeah. next one. And this is Jacob eating a donut. You guys all Some know things never donuts. change, folks. <laughs> Some things never change. That's Joel. And that Joel was supposed to be a girl when he was born. Um, mom and dad had prayed. They had sowed offerings for a girl. And Joel comes out. So we still mess with him every day of his life. Joel, you're, you're a girl. So and anyway. This is, this is when we were here pastoring. Why does my neck look so long? <laughs> I just noticed that. Because you're trying to be the big cheese Am in that I? picture. <laughs> Look at that Tommy Hill figure polo. What you know about that? <laughs> Who used to rock the Tommy Hill? Come on now. Uh, and uh, 
That's that's Isaac and 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 Joel. Isaac and Joel. Yeah. Not the favorite one, guys. That's the least favorite mm. kids. <laughs> oh, and and that was here too. Family. What year yeah. was that? I don't know. Maybe Dad can tell us. You know, Dad. About 26 years ago, Dad said. <laughs> Dad had that preacher hairdo. It Come was, on now. It... <laughs> if you if 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 you were here, you know that dad's hair never fell out of place because he put a half a can of hairspray in his hair. He'd be preaching, he'd be running, he'd be shouting, but his hair would stay in place. Yeah, so we're, I, I didn't say this in first service, but I just want you to know a lot of you are new here. I am so grateful and honored to be standing on the shoulders of my parents who built a great legacy here. And I want to say that because... Um, Sunday after Easter, we broke a big number for us at a regular service, and that was 500. We broke 500, and Dad asked me, you know, what was the attendance? And I told him, you know, for a non-holiday service, that was a big deal for us. And Dad and I had a moment, and lots of tears were flowing, and because that was a number that Dad had always believed for, you know. And I said, Dad, you're seeing it. This is because of you. I mean... The seeds that, that you and mom sowed for 26 years in this house, we're reaping a harvest. And uh, we stand on the shoulders of those who have gone before us. I, I never want us to forget that as a church. I never want us to forget that. We will always honor, honor the legacy here. And uh, they set us up to succeed here. And they're a part of this harvest. And you know, we, we talk to pastors and we're friends with a lot of pastors and the handoff to the next generation most of the time doesn't go well. And usually the, the father doesn't sit on the front row and, you know, say preach, son, you know, to his son. And, and uh, so we are honored that this is, a, this is a family ministry and this is all we've known and we love God and we love people and that's, you can't take that out of, that's what we believe. And so we're honored uh, the Burgai family is honored to be your pastors over the last 28 years in this house. So I just wanted to share that. We have my wife, Tara Lynn Burgai. She wears many hats in this church, most of you know. Uh, she's the busy bee. I mean, we have to make her sit down. It's 10 o'clock at night, most nights, and I'm like, babe, just sit down and relax. Well, I got three other baskets to fold and all this and laundry and dirty clothes and all, you know, homework and lunches and all this stuff. And um, she, she is a master organizer. Uh, most of the events that we do is her. She organizes it. Basically, if these two women weren't here, this church would fall apart. That's what I'm trying to say. I mean, it wouldn't do any good with Dad and I just preaching. I mean, it was the organization of these two that have kept this thing going, and, and they're part of the success here. And uh, she, the hardest worker I know, works full-time, uh, parents, three kids, okay, four. Um, <laughs> I knew what you were thinking. And, um, and she is one of the most selfless people that I have ever encountered in my life. Um, so happy Mother's Day, Tara. And uh, I know you brought a few pictures to show the people. What do, you, what do you got? I did. My mom lives about two hours from here, so I can't be with her on Mother's Day. But we got to surprise her this weekend and go see her for a few. But this first picture is of me and my mother. Um, 
don't let this picture date how old I am, guys, but um, <laughs> how many of you, if you're a mother in here or you're a daughter, you have had intense moments of fellowship while your mother or you are doing your child's hair? <laughs> and it usually doesn't end well. <laughs> um, so I thought this was funny because I think this is like such a picture, like capturing a moment of motherhood. Um, and I remember my mom, she's put my hair in like these curlers and sponge rollers and everything for church. And when she pulled them out, they'd get tangled and I would start sassing and mouthing off to her. And she's like, you better watch it. You better stop it. You know, she'd hold that brush up and she was like, I'm going to spank you with this. And I didn't believe her. You know, I thought she got a brush. What's she going to do? You know, well, I mouthed off one too many times and pow, man, right on my leg. I went to Sunday school with a big old red, like brush imprint on my leg. <laughs> but I learned not to talk back to my mother. And so it's funny. It's an ongoing thing in our house because our girls are always like, you're hurting me, you know. Um, that was but this morning. That was this morning, actually. Yeah. <laughs> and this is like just a collage that I put together of, some of you have only seen our kids since we've been here at the ages they are. These are when they were a little bit younger. But um I thought it was funny because, you know, as moms, this is what we picture as motherhood and this picture-perfect family and life and capturing all these amazing moments from children being born to family pictures and just, you know, little moments here in life. And this is what everybody sees on social media because we as moms always are comparing ourselves. And this is the reality of mom life right here. <laughs> um, in the top, you can see somebody chopped their hair off and I found a clump of hair on the floor. Um, somebody's trying to flush a pumpkin down the toilet. Um, the one in the middle is someone you always have an audience when you're taking a shower, always as a mother. Um, literally, people trying to put makeup on and, you know, making themselves like they ate a Smurf. Oh, and then I forgot to say in the first service, this bottom brown picture, I don't know if you can see it, but it is the pantry door at our old house in New Jersey. And our wonderful daughter, Claire, decided to put a Picasso painting picture of her own artwork on it one day in marker. And the thing is, she signed CB at the top. So I knew which child it was. <laughs> um, and she ended up having to clean the whole thing off and got in trouble. But um, how many know this is the real mom life, right? That we all live. Um, so I just thought this were funny because, you know, we have this picture perfect um, idea of what motherhood is all about, but this is, this is real life. This is doing life together with your family and things like this. And it just kind of made me chuckle. So, and then there's a couple things that we were talking about yesterday and we came across and it's called mommy confessions. And these are 19 things every mother has secretly done. And I can be honest and tell you that I've done probably the majority of these. Um, let a kid, let a kid pee in the yard, um, licked a pacifier clean, lied about it being bedtime suggested the let's see who can be the quietest game, which never works anyways. Um, taking a shower with an audience, as you saw. Um, used baby shampoo to shave your legs. Used her shirt as a Kleenex. Told the dentist, yes, of course I make them floss. I have to fess up. I have said that, and it is not true always. <laughs> um, taking gummy vitamins. Worn the same thing three days in a row. Come on, who can I say? Wore the same thing three days in a row at times in motherhood, right? And then the other ones here are held a child on her lap while using the bathroom. That is, I think all of us have done that. This is one that we were laughing at the hardest the other night. Given underwear the sniff test. Now, if you were a mom in here and you've never sniffed your child's clothes, you all be lying right now. Because 
It don't matter if you have little kids and you're checking a diaper or if you go in their room later, you know, and, you know, they're learning to take care of the little bodies and sometimes they don't do a very good job. And so we're trying to help them. But even as my kids get older, how many of you have kids that are older and they throw clean clothes in the dirty laundry because they don't want to put them away? Uh oh. Oh, that drives me crazy. You will hear a mama go off about that, let me tell you, because we work hard to wash them dirty underwear, folks. <laughs> but I still do that even to my kids, so don't judge me. Like, I'll be like, this is like it was clean. I pick it. I'm like, you're good. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, if it less has got stains or it really be stinking, you'll be fine. And I'm like, um, the other ones are claim there was no dessert in the house, retrieve something from the toilet, caught rejected chewed up food in her hands, thought, oh, this kid is exactly like me, and then thought, oh, crap, this kid is exactly like me. <laughs> I think we've all been there. <laughs> but motherhood is a journey that we're all on. It looks um, in different ways, shapes, and forms, but it's an exciting journey. Yeah, awesome, awesome. Mom, I have a few questions for you, um, both of you, but I'll start with you, Mom. What would you say the hardest thing in raising children is? Um, I think it is not knowing how that they're going to turn out, but but being a Christian, you really do know if you have trained them up in the way yeah. in the Lord. And I was, uh, I accepted the Lord when I was young, but then I fell away, but then I got back on the right track. And so raising you boys was, um, I had confidence in that. And so I knew that but I didn't know, but then I had faith that because I did train you right, that you were going to turn out. And now seeing the fruits of our labor, you guys have turned out so wonderful. And I can look at all three of my children and I am just amazed at what I see in you. Especially with me. <laughs> Don't butt in when I'm talking. I'm sorry. <laughs> They're about to kill my mic. <laughs> I thought I trained you to have manners, <laughs> but I am amazed when I see each of you have your own personalities and you have your own characteristics of your heavenly father. And I love that about all three of you boys. You're, you have different things that you contribute to this house, you know, and, and it's all so unique. I know I didn't even know Joel could sing. You know, all these years. I mean, he was talented in different things that he did, but we couldn't get him to sing when dad and I were pastoring. We couldn't get him to sing. I don't know how you guys did that, but then he finally stepped out. And the different things, Isaac is an entrepreneur and, and, and he's so good with computers and different things. And then here, you know, you preach and all the things that God has in each and every one of you. When you were young, I never knew those different things, yeah. but I raised you up to know Jesus Christ and, and all those things. I never knew that, but because dad and I instilled those things in you, you know, I think that's the hardest thing when they're little, you don't know, but if you put those good things in your children and you bring them and you have a lifestyle of bringing them to the house of God and make it a lifestyle, not just a hit and miss thing. But you know, as I, I'm, as I'm out in the foyer and I see the young families coming in week after week after week, it thrills my heart to see all, to see you coming back and coming back. 
and you're instilling in your children something very great, a legacy. But the Father God is looking down on you, and he is so proud of each and every one of you, what you're doing. And that is something that's going to stay with them. I know you you can go to sports on Sunday, but putting... Christ first, and then go to your games and things. Putting that in them is something that's going to last. Give them something like this that is going to stay with them. Like you guys did sports. You did that. But what your dad and I gave you was so much more important. And that is something that is going to last. And that is what I encourage young families to do. Get your children in church. Give them something. Give them Jesus Christ. Yeah. And, and that is, is something that you, you know, is, is lasting. Yeah. Well, church was never an option for us. Right. It was a priority. It didn't matter if you were throwing up diarrhea and there's coming out every place, you were coming to God's house. And it wasn't just because you guys were pastors, because even before you were pastors, you, you we're, we're Christians first. I know you guys see the title of pastors, but we follow Christ just like you. We struggle just like you. And uh, you guys always put God first. And it reminds me of that scripture, train up a child in the way that he or she should go. And when they're old, they will not depart from the faith. Now, mom, you know, it's no secret if you go attend here, you, some of them have heard my testimony, how I kind of, you know, went away from the Lord for about a five, six year period through, you know, started in the seventh grade and really didn't come back to the Lord until after I graduated high school. But, um... You know, speak to somebody because there's people listening, there's people here today who have wayward kids, prodigal kids, and what's it like to have a prodigal son in your house, and what are some things you did to help you through that process? Well, the main thing that your dad and I did was pray. We, you know, it's hard to have that. I think, you know, in, in a sense, we're all prodigals. We, yeah. sometimes we fall away from the pathway that, you know, God has chosen for us. And if we do do that, there is a way back. There's always a way back. And, you know, you knew the right way. You knew Jesus your whole life, but yet you chose to walk away from him for a period in time. Your dad and I, we were just like crushed. It hurt us. It, it made me angry. It made me sad. I had all the emotions running in me. But you know what? I never gave up on you, Jacob. So don't ever give up on your child. You know, and don't ever just like say, well, you know, call them names or, or, right. or you know, get in their face and, and, you know, just say, well, you, you know, you're horrible. You're, you're, you know, God doesn't love you no more. No, God never gives up on your child. God never gives up on your mom or dad, your aunt or uncle. Just love them through it. Pray them through it. You know, Jacob, we always saw the potential in you because Jesus was in you. He, Jesus never left you. You left Jesus for a season, but he never left you. And so you walked away, but you know, your dad and I were there. We were always praying and believing God that someday you would return. And you know what? You did because you had that in you. You know, the peace left you, the peace of God left you. And that's what you knew to be. You know what? And, and you went away and you sinned. And you know what? You love that for a season, but I knew that you would come back and that peace you love, you know, peace is so awesome. It is the best thing. It's something that money can't buy. She said she's not good at this. How many think she needs a whole Sunday by herself? No, 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 no. Come on, come on. No, it's coming up. I'm putting it on the calendar. No, no, I'm not doing it. 
Um, <laughs> she's going to preach about peace. Um, <laughs> but peace is something that money can't buy. And that's what the world is looking for. True. And see, Jacob, you, what you thought it was in a joint, in a bottle of beer, and that gives you incense. It takes you away from your problems for a while, but then you come back down and you lose that high. And that high is in the most high and that's Jesus Christ. And so you wanted that all the time. Well, you can have it all the time in Jesus. So you came back, you know, you came back after about four or five years and you know what? And then you realize, you know, and, and, and our prodigal came back home, you know, because Jesus had something bigger for you. Right. And this is it. Right. You know. And I, I can honestly say I'm a product of a praying mom and dad who didn't give up, number one, on me and kept praying. But number two, didn't shove Jesus down my throat. And can I tell some of you who are trying to change your kids to stop? You are making them go further away from God and God's house. Your responsibility is to train them in the way they should go. And once they go out of your house, your responsibility is to pray for them. Yes, to be a voice to them, but not to condemn them, not to tell them, oh, you're never going to be anything. You're a loser. You're going to hell. You need to come to church. No, that ain't going to win them over. They never did that to me. They never, they never put me down like that. Yes, they corrected me. Yes, I got, obviously, the rod of correction. The Bible says we'll drive foolishness, foolishness from a child. Um, I remember last time I got a spanking, I was 15 years old, wasn't I, Dad? 15 years old, he whooped me with this thing. You know, nowadays they call it child abuse. They don't allow you to whip your kids like that, but I thank God for that. And I thank God that they believed in me, and they didn't put me down, but they hit their knees, and they, they released me to God. And that's what you got to do. You got to release those prodigals to God. For parents who have young kids, there may be a season where they, they veer away. You've got to release them to God, and you've got to give them to God's hands, because God can change them better than what you and I can. Amen? So um, that's awesome. Uh, Tara, talk to us. What, you know, what is probably one of the most difficult things that you think you've uh, gone through in raising children? Um, I think the hardest thing sometimes as mothers is... We compare ourselves to each other all the time or other mothers and just trying to be the perfect mom. And sometimes I know, like even myself, that, you know, sometimes you feel like you're failing as a mom or you're not doing a good job. And I just want to tell you, God gave you your children for a reason because you're the mom that you're supposed to be to your child. And, you know, whatever your personality is, whatever the way is that you show them love, um, that's what God knew they needed in their life. And one thing I know for myself is, like mom had said, is, you know, keeping God first in my life as an individual first, as a mother, because, you know, in the word of God, it says in our weakness, he is our strength. And none of us are perfect. We all have weaknesses, especially as parents and mothers. And I think the biggest thing is asking God for his help, because um, I had mentioned even in our first, you know, uh, time we were talking that, you know, every kid, when you have multiple children, they're all different. They're all completely different. And so I feel like as a parent, when you first start to get the, you know, handles on one of them and you're like, okay, I think I got this parenting thing down. Another one comes out of the womb and it's like opposites, completely opposite. The way you discipline them is opposite. The way you show them affection is opposite. The way they receive love is totally different. Their personality, their, you know, talents, their gifts, everything is completely different. And so it kind of throws you for a loop and then it's like you're learning parenting all over again. And 
but they're little individuals. And I think it's great because, you know, as a mother, you have to take those times to find out who your child is, build a relationship with them. You know, sometimes we feel like, especially in the young uh, years, you know, you feel like you're just struggling to keep up with toddlers and infants and all that. And we've been there and I know you feel like you're losing your mind half the time. Um, But then every season changes. And I think you have to relearn parenting through every season. Now we have our son's about to go into high school next year. I can't believe I'm saying that. And um, they're getting older. So I know we're stepping into a whole new season of parenting that I need God's help because, you know, I'll talk to mom or I'll talk to other parents of teenagers and people, you know, what do I need to know? What can I do? How do you do this? What, you know, and I think that's the biggest thing too. I think the hardest thing in parenting is asking for help when you need help. I think that's a big thing because as parents, we never want to think of ourselves as not being, we think we're like special moms. We think we're like superheroes, but find counsel in many mothers of different ages that are grandmothers, you know, young mothers, older mothers, mothers of teenagers, and just glean wisdom from one another, help each other out. And that's, I think what the biggest thing is, is just knowing your weaknesses and asking God to help you. Because I think parenting is an ongoing thing. I think that's the hardest thing is adjusting in every single season and trying to be a good parent in every season that you face. So, yeah, that's good. That's good. So mom, um, you have three sons, it's been stated that I'm the favorite. We know that already. Um, and then you have six grandkids and the seventh one on the way, right? So um, my question is, if you could rewind time, what would you tell the younger Joyce? The Joyce that had three little kids and maybe the Joyce that had the first son. And what, what advice would you tell the younger Joyce? I would tell her to enjoy those little ones and not pay so much attention to her house and spend more time with those babies Um, because I was always stressed when I was a young mother. And I thought, oh, I put so much emphasis on getting the laundry done and and I would just tell the kids, oh, just go play. And, and I wouldn't spend as much time with you as I needed to. You know, just like um, Tara said, take time um, when, well, she said this in the first service, um, Faith wanted her to go out and, and watch her play basketball or do something. And I think with you kids, I'd say, oh, just go play. Just go play. I got to do this. Oh, I got to do this. I got to do this. Because I wanted my house to be, you know, presentable you know, all the time. It has to be presentable. It's got to, you know, and I still do that. I just want everything to be like clean, clean, clean. And I know Angelita's like that too. She says, oh my gosh, because it stresses her out. When you walk into a cluttered house, we stress. I don't know why. I think there's other women in here who are like that. We just stress when we walk into a cluttered house. Is that because of Pinterest? (laughs) No, I didn't even have Pinterest back then. But when I know Angie, when she walks into her house and her, her island is stressed or cluttered, she stresses. But if it's clean, she's like, ah, you know, it's just like something in us. And, you know, and we're all like that. And so I think if, if we could just not have that, you know, that thing inside of us, but I think I would tell mothers to enjoy, take your kids to the park, um, do more of that. I know Darren's wife, I see her their kids are, they're always going to the park and, and, and they need, be like Darren's wife. She's always Letty. She's always like at the park and she's doing stuff like that. I, you know, we need to be like Letty <laughs> and, and I see her enjoying her children and we do, I, I, I would do that. I would 
spend less time cleaning all the time. Don't buy your mom a basket full of cleaners, Joel. And just relax. Don't yell so much. Calm down. Be stress-free. And enjoy those children. Take time. Take time with them. Look at their faces. You know, love on them. Love every moment that you have with them because you just don't know. You don't know. Dads do the same thing. Spend time with those boys. Spend time with those girls. Mm -hmm. It's good. It's good. Tara, same question. What You have a 13-year-old son, a 10-year-old daughter, a 7-year-old daughter. What would you tell the younger Tara? You're still young to me. I just want you to know that. I'm not... (laughs) I'm not implying anything. Good answer. You're still my hot girlfriend. Come on, somebody. <laughs> Testify the Lord's goodness. Um, you don't just have three children without, you know. Anyway, um, <laughs> they just don't happen. Um, faith without works is dead. Um, <laughs> work that thing. Anyway, um, <laughs> I'm stopping. Stop. What would you tell the younger Tara, the younger mom? First time mom, what would you tell that person? Um, Like what mom said, take time to be in the moment. Um, I think it's important to create a bond with your kids individually. Sometimes this is, I know, hard um, because I know as a mom, it's kind of like we do everything together as a family. We do everything. but And I know it's really hard when you have multiple children to try to find individual time with them. But I think it's very important to, you know, if one of your kids wants you to come watch them do something or wants you, like, for instance... You know, Isaiah, he's into, like, video editing and all this stuff and everything. And he used to be big into, like, all these different video games. I really could care less about the video games. But I would come in, even when I was just, like, carrying laundry in a basket. And I'd be like, hey, bud, what are you doing? He'd tell me. And I'd be like, oh, well, what's this? Well, how's this? Like, I would just act like I cared. And I really did care about whatever he cared about at that moment. I really did. (laughs) Did you just act like it? (laughs) But what I'm saying is don't always... Expect your children to always do and have fun with what you like to do. Sometimes we do that as parents. Oh, let's watch a movie that I want to watch. Let's go do something we want to do. We think the kids are going to enjoy this. But why don't you ask them, what do they really want to do? You know, like what do they enjoy? What are their interests? And show interest. Get in their world. You know, be a part of their, get to know their friends. Be a part of that. I think, you know, as a mother of kids of all ages, I think it's so important that Take time to create bonds with your kids. Like mom said, we're sometimes so busy. And I'm, I'm probably the, one of the guiltiest people in here of being busy and trying to think that everything has to be looked perfect and in order and all this. I'm an organizational person by <laughs> the way I'm made up. And I have to stop myself sometimes and be like, it's okay. Just let it go. Just stop. Just relax. Like be in the moment. You know, your child's going to be gone before you know it. And these, you can't get these seasons back. You can't rewind time. You can't go back. And just like she was saying, a kid asked me to come do something or be a part. Sometimes it's just like laying in their bed at night. And I kind of share this before at night. A lot of times we're praying for our children. You know, he'll go in and pray. And then we have to pray separate as parents. That's what they ask us. We're like, we don't want a joint prayer parent. We want daddy. And then we want you. So we're like, okay. So it takes like 10 times the work. But, you know, I know as moms, we get so impatient as parents, like it takes them 25 minutes to brush their teeth. And you're just like, for the love of God, seriously, like how long does it take you to brush your teeth? And I know you didn't even do a good job, you know, 
And, but it's like in those moments, I know when our children get ready to go to bed, it's like their hearts become transparent and they have this vulnerable state about them because they're thinking about their day. And it's almost like their hearts become so sensitive and open to share with you things about their day, things about friends, things about situations. And I've learned this with my kids. Sometimes when a child is acting out, um, in a certain way, or you notice there's something different, there's something deeper going on. And as a parent, you have to ask God to guide you. And I'll say, well, what's really bothering you? Are you okay? What's going on with you? And a lot of times they'll open up and it's something completely different. And I knew it was something different. And we're able to talk about life questions. And I would rather my kids talk to me about it because they're going to talk to somebody about it. And so sometimes we just have to stop in those moments when our kids are literally like screaming for our attention. Even when you're a mom of younger children, which we've been there, I know. And they're like, have you ever seen that thing on TV where you're like, mom, mommy, mom, mom, mommy, mom. I'm like, oh my God, this is my life, you know? And it's like, you're just like, what? You know? And you like, mom said, you want to say, just go play. I got something to do. But sometimes they're screaming for our attention. And then when they're grown up and they're gone, we're screaming for their attention because they get married and have their own lives. And then we don't get those moments back. So I think it's just, just stop and just be in the moment. Relax. You know, have grace on yourself. When you're a mom and you mess up for the day, you yelled at your kid, you fleshed out, you had a moment in the car, you tell everybody, just shut up, nobody talk, nobody say a word, don't touch anybody till we get home. We've all been there, <laughs> you know? And it's like one of those moments where you just lose it. You just have to be like, okay, you know, apologize to your kids for overreacting. And like, Jesus loves you just the same and just move on. It's not a big deal. Don't beat yourself up for not being the perfect mom. I think that's the biggest thing probably that I would tell myself at a younger age. It's going to be okay. It's not the end of the world. That's good. Did you enjoy this today? We are out of time. Stand with me. Honor my mother and the mother of my three children. Come on, honor them. Come on, give them a hand clap. Appreciate you guys. Hey, thanks for listening today, and maybe you're out there, and maybe you feel far from God today. Maybe life has thrown you a curveball, you've taken some wrong turns, you've messed up. I'm here to tell you about God's love for your life. You know, it's real, and it's for you. And and no matter what you've done, no matter where you've gone, God is there. His love is unconditional, and, and the Bible says that if you just confess with your mouth, believe in your heart, you're saved. And I'm going to lead you through a prayer. And I just believe that if you say this prayer and mean it with your heart, the Bible says you're saved. And I want to encourage you to tell somebody about this decision. But just wherever you're at, just say, God, I ask you to forgive me of my sins. Come into my life. Change me in Jesus' name. It's simple as that. And I encourage you, find a good local church. If if you can get to Fuel Church, get here. God is moving. God is doing some great things lives and families of the people that come here, but find a good church where you can grow in God. Until next time, God bless you. Have a great week.